This is CX of M Radio, the voice of customer experience professionals. Welcome to another episode of Press One for Nick. Your host, Nick Limsdahl, is the Director of Contact Center Solutions at VDS. Through conversations with customer service and customer experience leaders, Nick and his guests exchange insightful stories, best practices, and invaluable lessons they have learned along the way. So one of the techniques that you do is something called mirroring. And yeah. how is that? You call it the, the closest thing to a Jedi mind trick. Oh, I love that. But tell me more, tell the listeners a little bit about it and why it works. Well, uh, you know, the black swan mirroring is not the mirror that you hear and also the nonsense where, you know, if they put their hand to their chin, you put your hand to your mm-hmm. chin. If they lean to one side, you lean to the same side. This is not body language mirroring. You know, that's, that doesn't even come from a great place. Mirroring is starting out by repeating the last one to three words of what the other person has just said. Has just said? Yeah, the last one to three words. See, I just mirrored myself. Yeah. Last one to three-ish words. It could be one word. It could be three words. It is the least amount of thought. It's the simplest mechanism there is. You don't even have to contemplate. Somewhere in the dim recesses of your mind, no matter how startled and flummoxed you are by the insanity that's coming from the other side, you can pull out the last one to three words. And it's a great skill to use when someone has just said something that has just sort of so caught you off guard that you're just flummoxed. You don't know what to say. It's a, it's a great way to give you time and contemplation without having the other side have any idea that's what you're doing. So it's great at getting you back on your feet. Now, what does it do to the other side? They want to talk some more. They love it. Not only do they want to talk some more, and, and this is another example of how a Black Swan tool is a, is a next level tool. If you didn't understand something that somebody just said, you'd probably say, what did you mean by that? Common guidance, ask good questions, gather information. That's a what question. What did you mean by that? What are they going to do? Quite likely, they're going to repeat what they just said with the exact same words, only louder, just like an American overseas. <laughs> yeah, I want, one of those, I want a donut. You know, when you're pointing at a croissant in, in France, <laughs> give me that donut. <laughs> what? I donut. You know, we say it again louder. <laughs> But we do that to each other because for whatever reason, the words that we've chosen in our brain make the most sense for our vernacular. Now, many times it's got to be reworded and a mirror actually gets people to say the same thing in different words and it will be more enlightening for you and for them. You know, my son, Brandon, he, he's, he's got a great story, which I think is probably in the book. We're prepping to do a training and we're trying to get the notebooks together. But when I say notebook, I got one picture in my head and, and he's got a different picture in his head. Now, in his head, a notebook is basically a, a folder um, with pockets. And that is not what we're supposed to be getting together. And so I, I ask him literally, I say, Have you, you know, are the notebooks ready? And he goes, what do you mean by notebooks? Because he suspects that we're not on the same sheet of music. So what do I do? No books. I say the same word again, only louder. And it, we go through this three times until finally he mirrors me. He goes, no books? And I go, yeah, three ring binders. <laughs> and he's like, look, pal, in my mind, a notebook and a three ring binder are two distinct 
things. And that's what the mirror does, you know, and, and he mirrored me and I, and I probably, I probably did calm down a little bit. So a mirror is just repeating the last one to three ish words. A lot of people say, well, uh, can I repeat words that weren't just the last ones? And the answer is, yeah, when you get good at it, then that mirror becomes a surgical tool that you can use all over the conversation to guide things. The other side doesn't even know you're doing it. So with mirroring and labeling, what is the beauty of silence after you ask that question or mirror or it sounds like it seems like it feels like or sounds yeah. like, right? Yes, yeah, silence. It's so powerful. You know, that we've even changed the term in, in the book. We called it effective pauses. Now we call it dynamic silence. You know, as the black swan method continues to evolve and as we learn this, you know, and, and silence really comes in, in several doses. You know, there's a half a breath. There's a moment, a moment's three seconds. And dynamic silence is when you just shut the front door, you shut the heck up and you start counting thousands to yourself. And look at them. Now, don't glare at them. You know, don't, don't, don't look like a serial killer when you're looking at them. But count 1,000s. We had people that we've trained who said, I've never counted past seven. I go expecting to go till forever. Some, some, most people never get past three. One person told us, and my company's literally coached thousands in all situations. One person told us he got the 45. Wow. Now, that, that, that's some serious patience. But patience is a weapon. Dynamic silence brings things to you in a way that after a label or a mirror, that nothing else will. I mean, shutting the heck up, shutting the front door, dynamic silence. And, you know, here's the range of stuff we coached. When Brandon was 26, 27, he coached a $35 million difference in a merger. Got another coach, Derek. He coached a $20,000 settlement from an insurance company when they were required to give nothing. Statute of limitations was two weeks from running out in that case. It was December. When was the last time you tried to get anybody to do anything in December, let alone pay you 20 grand? They didn't have to pay. Settled that out. I mean, the team has coached everything. It's, it's actually kind of fun. I love that. The, the three to five seconds is a long time in silence, especially looking at somebody in, either over the phone or eyeball to eyeball. That, that time is, is when you're not used to it. And it's the same with mirroring and labeling. When you're not used yep. to it, it gets uncomfortable. Yep. But the more that you use it to your advantage, the more comfortable you're going to get and the better you're yeah. going to get at it. Yeah. And how do you get comfortable with it? In your small stakes negotiations, you know, practice with your Starbucks coffee barista or whatever they call those people, <laughs> you know, your Lyft driver with your, the checkout clerk at the grocery store. You are not going to do a 45 second countdown on dynamic silence in a negotiation where you got a lot of skin in the game. No one tries a skill and executes it successfully the first time in the championship event. No professional athlete who wins championships hasn't practiced and rehearsed when it didn't matter because that's how you get better. Yeah, professional athletes not just practice, but visualize what they're ah. doing. So the same is true with what you're doing, right? Critical, critical distinction. 
I know from the, the way that you use the term, most people, you know, they reenact what happened and how it went down. Or if they reenact it in their head, they imagine themselves losing their cool. But a visualization is taking the same tape and editing it so that instead of losing your cool or remembering it how it went down, you in you visualize yourself doing it right. Like in the conversation where you got mad and screamed at somebody, you go back and you envision yourself saying, give me a day to think about this. And then that's a rehearsal. So I'm, I'm really glad you brought that visualization up. It's a key skill for, of champions. Yeah. So a couple of people asked me to ask you, one of, some of my listeners. I, so I got a couple of questions from the listeners. The, one of them is, Chris Voss uses negotiation tactics when he has something they want. So helicopter, cash, a getaway car. So he intris- intrinsically has something that they want or need. I've struggled with his tactic in a setting where I don't have something someone needs, but they have something I want, resources, budget, etc. So I've okay. always been curious about his thoughts in those situations where things are lopsided. Lopsided, another term for leverage. Leverage like beauty's in the eye of the beholder. It's remarkable what people will, will do for you if they feel like it. Like, you know, we got a saying, never be mean to someone who could hurt you by doing nothing. Well, that's almost everybody I talk to. Or <laughs> the very circumstance where you got you think you have nothing to give and they got something you want. Well, the flip side of never be mean to somebody could hurt you by doing nothing is pretty much anybody could help you if they felt like it. So how do you get them to feel like it? Again, the question. Really counterintuitive. It's going to be deactivating the negatives. Give you an example. I'm on a first date with a young lady just a couple of weeks ago. Reservation in a nice, nice steakhouse. They're walking us in. They walk us right past the table I want to sit in. And they walk us to the back room that's like isolated. No mm-hmm. windows, storage room, not, you know, mediocre tables. And, and I know, you know, there's social distancing. I've never been in there before. They're saving the prime time tables for their favorite customers. But I want a great table. My reservation is not putting me there. Plus, I don't want the waitress going back to the maitre d' and getting shot down. So we walk up to this table, and I look at this young lady, and I go, I am going to be the worst customer that you have tonight. Late night FM DJ voice there with the delivery. I heard that, yeah. And then dynamic silence, because I got to let this baby sink in. I got to let her amygdala kick in. And, you know, bad customer. I mean, she's thinking about the people that, you know, they want to they wanna sit there and eat barefoot or maybe they want to stick their face in their plate or, you know, what kind, what, what's the range of bad behavior that qualifies? She's going to envision all this stuff in a split second. I know it's going to happen because I want my ass to seem like a relief, seem easy. If your ask is a relief and fulfilling it is going to make them feel good. So she just, she just, she just all crestfall in front of me. And I go, I want to sit at that table over there. And she goes, oh, of course, of course. She walks us right <laughs> over. I get the best seat in the house. We sat right down and my date is impressed. <laughs> She's like, I don't know what this guy just did, but it worked. Yeah. Yeah. 
So, you know, asymmetric situation there. I get, I get nothing. You know, you could say, well, yeah, you know, tips, uh, you got to pay this, you're going to be that. Like, you can imagine all sorts of reasons why you got a disadvantage. If you're in a conversation with them, you have the opportunity to create a better outcome and make them feel great about collaborating with you. I remember hearing a say, saying, you know, in a book about men being more appealing to women, you know, how to be more of a gentleman. And the saying was, you know, never let a woman leave your presence without having been made to feel better about herself as a result of the interaction. And I know mm-hmm. I sort of butchered that, but, you know, if they interacted with you, she should feel better about herself. You know, point of fact, no human should ever leave your presence without having been made to feel better about themselves in the interaction. And with that being the case, the humans are your waiters, your waitresses, your Lyft drivers, your Starbucks coffee baristas, the person behind the counter at the airline. And then then that becomes part of your MO and, and your world becomes a different place. It just becomes a more pleasant place to be in. In a competitive market, does your customer service stand out from the crowd? One way to offer a better experience is by moving your contact center to the cloud. But with so many options to choose from, how do you know which solution is the best for both your business and your customers? That's where VDS comes in and guides you to the best solution. They understand your clients' pain points, business outcomes, and goals. Then VDS designs, implements, supports, and provides 24-7 managed services. From start to finish, VDS is committed to finding the best solutions for your clients' needs. To learn more, go to www.govds.com or find a link in the show notes. Yeah, I would say the same is true in customer service. Nobody's going to bring a problem and leave their life behind. They're bringing their problem and frustration I need my oil changed. Somebody just hit me. I need gas. My kids got F, F grades. They come in, they're coming to the situation. How do you provide that, that same experience where they left that situation better than they arrived? And I, I love that, how you brought that to, to the relationship with, with, on the dating side. But you know, when it comes to the contact center, like I said at the very beginning, most people don't call into the contact center happy. I always joke that they listen to the Rocky music, the, the soundtrack, they either they're 10, 15 push-ups, and they're getting ready to uh, fire it up, right? And they're so what tactics do you recommend using when customers are are ready outside of and maybe there's a blend of all of these, but is it is it just listening? Is it tactical empathy? Is it mirroring? Is it labeling or is it something else? If I'm working on the the receiving side of those calls, mm-hmm. I'm going to start out by labeling the emotion that I hear and, and being willing to make it sound like I'm partially culpable because they think you are. So I would probably start with it. It sounds like what we did has really upset you. Now, that's not saying that you actually, it sounds like what we did has upset you. That's empathy. Mm-hmm. Now, there's, there's something that I hear constantly that I understand why it's being used, and I, I utterly despise it. And I know the customer service reps 
are trained to say, I'm sorry that happened to you. <laughs> or some I, sort of an apology. I knew that was coming. Everybody does it. Now, and, and first of all, you say it because you're trained and one in three people hearing the words, I'm sorry, is almost life changing for them. And those stick out in your brain. The fact that the other person detests it two out of three times is lost on you because they probably don't immediately scream at you for it. I can tell you that I feel like screaming at the person. I don't because what I feel like when somebody says that to me is I'm talking to an idiot and screaming at an idiot never helped me. So I know you're trained to do that. And I know in one in three times, it's a life-changing moment for the other person. And you remember that and you value that because if you're working customer service, you probably actually care about the people that are calling in. You know, not everybody in customer service does, but you probably actually care. And to have that kind of a positive effect on someone is genuinely meaningful for you. And you don't realize the degree that the other two out of three detest it because they don't give you that strong of a reaction. But, you know, I got, I got really solid reasons. The Black Swan Group, we have tested literally in excess of 20,000 people for their conflict type. Thomas Kilman Conflict Mode Instrument is a testing tool that we used to use. We've now adapted it for our own purposes. We believe the world splits evenly into three types, fight, flight, make friends. And we got no shortage of data that makes us very confident in that assessment. And it doesn't matter if you're Chinese or Latino or African or Western European or vegan. It doesn't make any difference. The world splits very evenly into thirds. We've polled globally everybody, people in every country. We got solid data. Fight, flight, make friends. Evenly into thirds. The make friends person lives for the apology. And apologies are transformative for them and cannot be transformed until they've heard it. The other two out of the three all say the same thing. It's a cheap currency. You didn't change my problem by apologizing. I still got the same problem. It was there before you apologized and it's thereafter. But the customer service people, they train to apologize and they have some very solid feedback that encourages it. Yeah. I mean, even on the opposite side, as a consumer, if somebody says, I'm sorry, I should just label or mirror it, say, I'm sorry, and hear back what, they, what, they're, what they're going to say. I always try to think of it from the consumer side too. So Chris, I wrap up every podcast with two questions. Super easy. What book or person has influenced you the most in the past year? So parameters. And then if you could leave a note to all customer service professionals, it's going to hit everybody's desk Monday at 8 a.m., so they can acknowledge and understand and do something about it. Past 11, they're toast. What would it say? All right. The book in the last year, probably taken for a ride by Bob. Oh, no, no, no. The Ride of a Lifetime by Bob Iger, former CEO of Disney. Relentless in his understanding and application of empathy throughout his career. Got written off time after time. Was in company after company that was bought by other companies. What normally happens when the company you're in is purchased? Shortly thereafter, you're shown the door or you get out. He rose to the top every time, every time. Ended up in charge of Disney. 
not only ended up in charge of Disney, but was told explicitly when he was the number two in Disney and he was up for the number one job, the board was against him Hmm. because they saw him as another version of the former CEO who'd been booted and forced out. But his application, not only did he get the job, but he stayed in a job for like 15 years. So the ride of a lifetime, Bob, Bob Iger, great book, interesting dude, well-written. A lot of times books that are, they're, they're about great stories and not that well-written. I find this one to be very well-written. All right. Mm-hmm. Second question, the note I put on people's desk. Take the time to actually hear people out. You're going to get basically a seven to one rate of return on your time. Because people are going to continue to come back to you until they feel heard out. And if you hear them out in the first meeting, it doesn't take that long, very short period of time. You know, show them, demonstrate your understanding, get a that's right out of them. You got to do it once. They're going to keep coming back to you on bad implementation, misunderstanding of ideas, out and out resistance to what you wanted. Time after time after time until they feel hurt out or until you fire them or they quit or everybody moved on or the project got implemented horribly. The rate of return on hearing people out is easily seven to one. Every, every, every 10 minutes spent hearing somebody out is going to save you 70 minutes trying to fix things that have been going bad. So hear people out, demonstrate your understanding. You're going to add time back into your life. You're not going to know where it came from. And then, so how can the Black Swan Group meet you where you are? My, my listeners are all ears. First of all, subscribe to the newsletter. You want to learn the Black Swan method. You want to be a Black Swan. The text message you send is Black Swan method, three words, spaces in between, not cap sensitive. Text to the number 33777. Again, Black Swan method to 33777. You get a response back to sign you up for the newsletter, which is actionable. I mean, it's free, but that's not what makes it valuable. It's concise and it's actionable. It's the gateway to our website, blackswanltd.com. On that website, we have training for you wherever you are. We've got a real basic training, the N9, to give you some skills to get you started. I think it's a 90-minute session. Relatively speaking, it's low-priced. We got some high-dollar training that is going to do you no good if that's not where you are in your journey. It doesn't make any difference whether you're a man or a woman. It doesn't make any difference if your coach is a man or a woman. We got some female coaches. We will meet you where you are. Come to the Black Swan Group. We'll help you move into a more enjoyable life. I would highly recommend it. I am on your guys' email list and it's a ton of valuable information. It's not just it's not just about the tactical empathy. It's not just about learning about the FBI tactics that you've been going through, but it's everyday life. Like there's a ton of things that you could just go through and listen in on and, and use and try to practice in. Like you said, start with the barista. Start with what you say in the book about buying your Toyota pickup truck. Right, right. And just sitting there and waiting and, and having the sales guy scramble yeah. and, and go through that process. So highly recommend checking it out. Buy the book. Never split the difference. Negotiation, if your life depends on it. 
and uh, sign up for everything they have to offer, but start with where you're at today. Chris, thank you so much, man. I appreciate it. It's been a blast. I really, really, really enjoyed it. Got a lot of value in it. And I'm, I'm sure my listeners did as well. Thanks, Nick. Pleasure being on. Hey, listeners, can you think of one person who would benefit from the information you learned today? If so, please consider sharing this episode with them. And last, if you would like to receive all the quotes and book recommendations from all my guests, you can go to pressonefornick.com forward slash podcast. Thank you for listening to this episode of Press One for Nick. If you enjoyed the podcast, please subscribe and share. Until next time, focus on your customers. Thanks for joining us for this session of CX of M Radio. Be sure to rate, review, and subscribe to the show and visit cxofm.org for more resources.